is the Angel Next Door podcast, where we will talk about all things angel investing, what it is, who does it, how do we find them, what does it mean to invest in an early stage company? If you have ever wondered how you can affect the change you want to see in the world, then tune in to learn more. Hi, everyone. In this episode, I'm going to walk through some of the basics around angel investing and start to demystify what it is, who can and should be involved, and why. So let's get started by talking a little bit about the definition of an angel investor. And I have a definition here I'll read to you. Angel investors are high net worth individuals who invest their own money into seed stage startup companies, providing much needed capital to bring new companies to market. So let's talk about that for a minute. We're going to be talking about the definition by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, that regulates investing here in the U.S. And up until recently, oh, I'd say about two years ago, there was not the ability for people to do investing through what's now called crowdfunding. And in a later episode, we're going to talk a lot about crowdfunding. But for now, we're going to talk about the traditional angel investor accredited investor definition. So an accredited investor is someone who has an annual income of $200,000, $300,000 if you're married, or $1 million in net worth minus your home. And the word accredited investor, it can be sometimes confusing because it makes it sound like you have to have some kind of a certification or a credential in order to be an investor. No, in the U.S., that is the criteria. You just have to have a certain level of income or net worth in order to be considered an investor. That is, if you aren't doing things like crowdfunding, which we'll talk about later. And while we're talking about definitions, let's get another one out of the way, which is that we talk about angel investing as an asset class. Other popular alternative assets or alternative asset classes are things like art, classic cars, real estate, gold, silver, jewelry, wine, venture capital funds, which we will get into a little more detail on venture capital funds. These are all alternative assets. And investing in an early stage company is also an alternative asset. So how does somebody become an angel investor? In a lot of cases, it's kind of by happenstance. Either a friend invites them to a meeting. That's how I learned. I got invited to a meeting. I didn't even know what angel investing was. And there was a group when I lived in Pittsburgh and I got to know a little bit more about it. Or it could be that you have a friend who has a startup company and they've asked you to help them either through investing or just to help them with network or to help them to get introductions into various different companies. So there's a lot of ways that people can learn about what's going on in the ecosystem of startup world. And there's a lot of ways that you can get involved. You can get involved by giving money, time, expertise, lots of different ways. And then it starts to come down to, well, why would somebody do that? Well, if you want to see change in the world, you really have to start by looking around in your own backyard. And there are a lot of things going on in every type of community around the country, even in the smallest of towns or the biggest of towns. And we always hear about things that happen in Silicon Valley or New York or even Chicago or Austin. These are some really big cities with a lot of innovation happening. But there's innovation happening everywhere, especially places where they have universities and different type of technology that's being developed. And the one thing that I hear most often 
is as people are developing these different technologies or coming up with these great ideas, they just have a really hard time at the beginning finding the funding to get it off the ground. And that's where angels come in. And one of the best things that angels do is to help these entrepreneurs grow their company and employ other people and create jobs. And to me, that is one of the greatest things that we can do as angel investors is really build up in our own community the types of businesses that we want to see and create jobs. And if we're lucky, even though this is a risky asset class, we may get some financial returns in the process too. So you may be thinking to yourself, well, what's the difference between angel investing and venture capital? Well, the biggest difference is that angels write checks out of their own checkbook. And venture capitalists are using a pool of other people's money in order to make investments. And while venture capitalists invest quite a few more dollars than what angels can corral, angels invest in a lot more deals because we're coming in at the very early stages. So let's talk a little bit about the types of angels that there are. There are solo angels, individual investors who just invest kind of on their own, make their own decisions. But most angels will invest in what's called a network or a group. And you'll hear us talk about angel groups in the future and future episodes, because a group is where you can pool your expertise and really be able to make an educated decision on the types of investments that you want to be a part of. And then angels also have their own type of funds. We basically call them angel funds, and they're not very much different than a venture capital fund. They're just a little bit smaller. And this is an excellent way for angels to diversify their portfolio. And what does that mean? It means that instead of writing one big check into one company, they can write one check into a fund And that fund may invest in anywhere from eight to 12 companies. And as we've talked about, this is a risky asset class. It's called patient capital for a reason, because sometimes it takes as long as five to seven to 10 years for a company to grow and then be able to exit so there can be a financial return to the investor. And in some cases, they never make it. That's why we call it risky. But the rewards for those companies that do make it are pretty good. So let me give you a few examples. When I started angel investing, I ended up making two investments at the same time, the very beginning, my two very first investments. And one of them went out of business pretty quickly, I would say within a year. And it was mainly because the CEO did not have enough what we call skin in the game and got a different opportunity that he thought was better, so kind of left all of the investors behind. And then the other company, though, they did well, and they ended up exiting. And it did take eight years, but it was a 3x return, so about a 15% IRR. Not terrible. But then there was a company that we, meaning my angel group, invested in in 2016, and in four years, we ended up with a 10X. And what was neat about the company with the 10X return is it was in healthcare. So when we talk about the change that we want to see in the world, we really have to invest in the things where we want to see change. 
So what is it that angels typically invest in? They typically invest in technology. We hear a lot about that. We've heard about the Googles and the Facebooks of the world. But we invest in a lot of things technology-related, biotechnology, healthcare tech, e-commerce, green technology, financial technology, education technology. So a lot of things related to technology, healthcare, medical devices, these are things that you'll typically hear an angel talk about investing in. And consumer products. Well, hopefully today's episode has given you a little bit of a sneak peek into what angel investing is, who does it, and why people do it. And I'll also just add here at the end that we talked a lot about it being a risky asset class. It is illiquid, meaning that once you make the investment, you can't just say, oh, wait a minute, sorry, I didn't really want to do that and get your money back. You really have to wait until something happens to the company. Either they go out of business and you take a write-off or they exit and you get your money back plus a return. So how much should angels actually invest? Well, you really should not invest more than about 5% of your net worth into this type of asset class or really any alternative asset for that matter. And full disclaimer, I am not an investment advisor, nor would I want to advise anyone on how much they should or should not be investing. But to be safe, we, as of a guideline in the angel world, talk about not investing more than 5% of your assets. But always best to talk to your financial advisor. And as always, if you're interested in learning more, you should go to the Angel Capital Association's website, which is basically just angelcapitalassociation.org. And you can find all kinds of information on becoming a member of the Angel Capital Association. You can also find out about different groups that are in your area. And we have lots and lots and lots of great educational content. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes where we talk a lot more about demystifying all things angel investing. The Angel Next Door podcast is brought to you by the Angel Capital Association's Angel University. What is Angel University? Well, it's the place that you can go to learn all about angel investing and learn from professional angels. We have two tracks. One is the Angel Investing Basics, and we also have the Angel Investing Deeper Dive. As part of Angel Investing Basics, we cover the fundamentals of angel investing, risks in angel investing, a due diligence workshop, term sheet basics, evaluation workshop, and workshop on angel returns and portfolio strategy. As part of the Deeper Dive, you would also learn about advanced workshop on capitalization tables, startup boards workshop, and angel exit strategies. Lots and lots of great information at Angel University. So just go to the Angel Capital Association's website at angelcapitalassociation.org to learn more. The Angel Next Door podcast is informational and not intended to serve as legal, tax, accounting, or investing advice. Our speakers and hosts are thoughtfully selected for their educational value, but their opinions are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the Angel Capital Association, and the Angel Capital Association does not specifically endorse the use of presenters' products or services. 
Listeners of the podcast should consult their own tax, investing, legal, or accounting advisors before making important financial decisions. All warranties, including accuracy, completeness, and suitability for specific purpose, are disclaimed.